So we're going to continue unpacking the Lord's Prayer. And one of the toughest things about prayer is it's against everything we are as people and Bostonians. We pride ourselves in being independent. I don't need anyone. I don't need to ask for anything. I'm strong myself. I can make it through. I am self-sufficient. Self-sufficiency is an enemy of your prayer life. Now, this is particularly hard for me because I had to learn to be independent from the time I was very young. I got myself up for kindergarten, got myself ready for kindergarten, got myself food for kindergarten, and walked to kindergarten. When you're young like that, and you have to look out for yourself like that, you start to depend on yourself. You start thinking that you're the one who you should look to. And as I got older, as a young man, I decided to start my own business. I got laid off a week before Talia was born, my first child. How does that feel? Try that on for size. One week before my first daughter is born, Natalie got pregnant three months after we were um, married. My plan was a little more spread out. All of a sudden, I've got to be a dad, I've got to be a husband, and I get laid off right before I need to provide for this child. Know what I said? I said, I will never work for someone ever again in my life. And I started my own business. People said, Joey, don't start your own business. That's crazy. I said, I feel like I'm supposed to start my own business. I'm doing it. Eleven years later, God has provided the whole way. But I can start thinking I'm depending on myself. I thought I was supposed to become a pastor. Everyone said, Joey, you have no formal education. They called me a street preacher. They said, you cannot be a pastor. I said, I'm going to be a pastor. I felt called to be a pastor. Let's make it worse. I felt called to plant a church. I'm going to plant a church. Where? The Northeast, where 90% people go crying home to their mamas. That wasn't part of the manuscript. <laughs> Two years later, we're doing pretty well. Know what that can start making me feel like? That I'm something. That could have just been a whole prideful rant. Because I can say, Joey, you can do it on your own. Joey, you have the stuff it takes where you are self-sufficient. You got something special, kid. I start taking the place of God. When I start thinking that I'm self-sufficient, that I can make it on my own, that I don't need to depend on anyone, my prayer life is dead and my relationship with God is dead. Because we were made to depend on God. We were made not to provide for ourselves, but that God will provide for us. You were made to wake up every day in a relationship with God and not take it for granted and say, God, would you give me my daily bread today? Would you provide for me today? But in our culture, in our souls, we wake up and what do we say? I've got to do this on my own. 
I've got to provide for myself. I've got to look out for myself. I've got to get my daily bread. I've got to manipulate the situation. I've got to strive. I've got to do this. That's a lie and it's not true. And you will find yourself empty and not looking to God if you think you are self-sufficient. There is only one who is self-sufficient. There is only one who has no need. There's only one who has no need to pray. And that's God Almighty. Do you guys hear me? Because sometimes we lift up people who we think don't need to look to others. They're just stone cold, face like leather, drinking gasoline. It's like that dude is independent. He don't need nobody. And we, we lift them up and we think there's something. It's the biggest lie. It's the biggest lie. People who say they need no one and live lives in solitude and think they're independent are tore up inside. They're in turmoil. That's why they're drinking gasoline. Because no, we were not made to be self-sufficient. So what I want us to hear today is Matthew 6.11. We're going to analyze this part of the prayer that says, Give us this day our daily bread. I want us to run through first the self-sufficiency of God. I want us to see that we're not self-sufficient, so we need to pray to God for our daily bread, and we'll throw some application into that. So I need you guys to hear these words, and I need this to rest with your soul right now. Since God is self-sufficient, he is the creator and sustainer of all things. Nothing exists without God, and he has always existed. The sun does not rise unless God permits it, and the sun only rises because God permits it. He's the only one who does not worship, but rather should be worshipped by every creature and everything. He has no cause because he is the cause. No one made him. No one designed him. He is dependent on no one. Do you hear how that's totally different from us? It's called, if you want to get into some theological words, it's called the doctrine of Asili. It means coming from the word ah, which means, um, let me read that because I'm not a good language guy. Ah, meaning from, from, I got it. <laughs> and say meaning from self. That means that God came from nothing. Isn't that, when you were a kid, did you sit on your bed and say, this don't make sense? Because we're created beings, right? <laughs> One of the biggest things, I mean, my daughter's asked me this question, right? Who made God? Who made God? And we have trouble wrapping our heads around it because we're created. So we can't understand anything that wasn't created. The way we're made is to depend. The way we're made is in the image of God. But God always has been. He's fully self-sufficient. He relies. He always has been. Try to wrap your mind around that. He always has been. Now, this affects our prayer life in a few ways. We are not God, therefore we are not independent creatures, but need to depend on someone, ultimately God. Hear that. You need to depend on someone. You can't just depend on yourself. Secondly, God is the only one who is able to fully and completely know and answer our prayer for our needs because he is the only one who can sufficiently provide for us. You cannot sufficiently provide for yourself. 
It can't be done. So take that illusion out of your mind. You are not self-sufficient. That's a beautiful, freeing thing. How much weight is it when you wake up like you're self-sufficient? As if you're God, if you're omnipotent and you're everywhere and all-powerful and able to provide for yourself. That's a weight that you shouldn't have to carry. God is the only one who's self-sufficient. And if you look through the history of the Bible, what do you see God reveling in, God enjoying, providing for his people? You see him causing manna to fall from heaven to the people of Israel for his glory. You see him making, out of a few loaves of bread and fish, feeding 5,000 people. You see him when the disciples were fishing, and right there, fishermen, they've been doing it for a while. They should know how to catch fish. They couldn't catch fish. Jesus said, check the neck again. They pull it up. They're blown away. Peter says, I'm undone. It's just so overflowing and full. Because only God, I thought something caught on fire, the way people just looked. I thought someone, I thought communion was going up behind me. I saw a little smoke. We got the extinguisher. We're ready. But you look through history. And you see that God is constantly providing for his children. And he absolutely loves it. God loves to provide for you. God loves to provide for us. He loves to give us our daily bread. But it's important that we recognize and pray to him and ask him for it. You know a funny thing about parents? Parenting. you got to feed your kids every day. What's this all about? I thought it was a one-day thing. Every day they wake up, can I have pancakes? Get me a juice bag. If I got to get one more juice bag, I'm going to smash a juice bag off the side of the wall. Every day, I can hear Kara now, you know, just saying those things. You know, I have a juice bag. I need pancakes. We got to take care of these kids daily. That's part of it, right? And I, I would imagine as they get older... They start thinking they're a little more self-sufficient, right? Because they can walk to the fridge and get it themselves. Now imagine, this is what goes through all the kids' minds. Just because they go to that fridge and they get the food, are they providing for themselves? They think they are, though. Like just grabbing something, like you see how we do. You're paying the bills. They're eating out of your fridge. But all of a sudden, because they can go to the refrigerator, they think that they're providing for themselves. We think the same thing, do we not? Every day we wake up with our jobs. We wake up with gifts God has given us to make money. We go to the fridge. We open the fridge, take something out, and we start thinking we're self-sufficient, and we're in someone else's house. This is God's house. He provides every single thing for us. And he loves to do it. See, in Jesus' day, the culture was a little bit different from our culture. See, we get weekly paychecks, and we know what we're going to make for the year. When you got up in that day, you got paid by the day. And you didn't know if you were going to get work. So you would have to work in order to be paid by the end of the day so that your family could eat. And there were a lot of farmers. So if the, they had a bad harvest, the family didn't eat. They had to pray daily with this kind of urgency that, God, you have to bless our harvest. God, you have to provide work. God, you have to make me strong so I can provide for my family. There's a different kind of urgency that we don't always feel because we get weekly paychecks. 
But it's all the same. God is still providing your daily bread. See, I learned about that when I started my own business. When you don't have a guaranteed check at the end of the week, wow, you got to have faith. I was like, I didn't know about all this. Like, try to do a budget if you don't know if you had getting work that month. You have to. It taught me that all my, I have to depend on God absolutely. He has to provide for me as his child. I'm not going to eat. It's no different if you're working for someone. God still has to provide for us daily. And I know it gets scary, but I want you to hear from me today. God will provide for every single one of your needs. He has never forsaken his children. You will not go hungry. You will have shelter. He will provide for you. In June, um, it was a tight month, tight, uh, month on the budget. About a thousand dollars short in the month of June. And when you pay your own health insurance, a thousand dollars short, it's not fun. So I said, one of the things I was trying to learn, and I'm sure we all gone through this, I said, Lord, I gotta learn that I'm not self-sufficient. I've got to learn that you feed me, that you take care of me. So I pray, said, Lord, just show me. You know, when you get, give me a sign. <laughs> How many give me a sign is out there? <laughs> Come on now, you know you did it. I was like, just give me a sign that you're taking care of me. I got a call on the phone, but it was a scary call. Because the week before, I had talked about a guy I haven't seen in 15 years of a church I went to. I didn't talk about him bad. I said, I met him downtown. He asked about the church. I said, we're a bunch of sinners just trying to figure it out. And he said, we're sinners. I said, no, still sinners. He said, we're sinners. This guy calls me out of blue. I didn't think he's listening to the audio 15 years later of the message. I said, I'm dead. I'm dead. This guy used to play horseshoes at the church picnic. He was from the military. He'd throw every horseshoe on a ringer. This guy was vicious. And the quiet, he was real quiet. Be scared of the quiet people. The people allowed, they're getting it out. It's the quiet people who kill you. I'm telling you right now. This dude is just so quiet and just timid. And I just feel like he'll drop down from somewhere and take you out. So I said to Natalie, I said, he wants to get together for lunch. And I'm scared, you know, a little bit scared. Let's joke about this, but I could die. Because I thought I made fun of him. Who knows? I didn't know what was going down. I really didn't. I said, at least we'll do this in a public place. We're going to do this in a public place. I'm not meeting in a back alley. I said, let's have lunch at Brother's Deli. Because that's open, right? Brothers, you know, if I could take it on a main street, someone's going to write the article at least. So I'm a little stressed. We go, we sit down. He shows up, just same old. He sits down. And I realize right away this is a good lunch. <laughs> I realize that the whole atmosphere is good. He says, Joey, I was praying. And God told me to give you this. And he gave me a $1,000 check. I said, what? I haven't seen you in 15 years. I thought I was going to die. You give me money. He gave me a $1,000 check. And you know what? I didn't glory in that man. I glory that my father provides my daily bread. Our God is dependable. There's no one you can depend on like our God. Man will let you down. Many of us have been let down and many of us have let others down, right? We're human. You're forgiven. 
But there's one who never lets anyone down. There's one who always provides for his children. There's one who we can go to in prayer and who will provide our daily bread. And that is the almighty God, our Father. Now, there's an opposite of praying. So I want you guys to see our temptation, our our fallen condition. I heard a man um, like tweet a quote once. He said, worrying is like praying to yourself. When we worry... It's like praying to ourselves. We think if we have enough thoughts, enough times, if we figure it out enough, if we worry about it enough, if we pray to ourselves enough, we'll figure out the situation. So as I told you, my new show on Netflix is House of Cards. I've got to fast forward a lot of parts. But this man, what's his name? Frank Underwood. He's like just this Machiavellian character. He goes into a church. He kneels before the altar. And what he does is kind of narrates to you, as it, for those of you who've seen the show. He says, I pray to myself because I make things happen. The whole show is about this guy manipulating situations to make things happen for him. This whole show is the illusion of this man thinking he's self-sufficient. That weight is too heavy for us to carry. Can I get an amen on how many of us try to manipulate situations and it doesn't work out? Wow! How much time have we wasted worrying, calling? Did you hear this? Did you do this? What do I got to do? Where do we go? What? How? What a waste of your life when your father cares so immensely about everything. Not one bird falls from the sky without God knowing. How much more does he care about you? How much more? Imagine your children in your home just worrying all day if you're going to feed them. They don't worry because they know who you are as a person and you always feed them. You love them. You'll give anything for them. How much more, our Heavenly Father, will He give everything, including His Son, that you could be fed and cared for? Hear that truth, that when you pray to God, He will provide your daily bread. That is off your plate. That's truth. Some people in here are looking for a job. God is going to provide a job for you. Some of you are afraid about paying your oil bill. God is going to provide for you. Some of you might be having trouble putting food on the table. God's going to put food on your table. Seek him. Pray to him. Depend on him. He will do it. We must also learn to see God's grace in unanswered prayer. If God answered every prayer you prayed, you would be God. If God was a genie, that every desire of your heart had to be fulfilled, the world's direction and the purpose of all things would be dictated by your prayers and not by God's will. He would cease to be God if he had to answer every prayer you prayed. What does he teach us to do? Pray according to his will. When you pray according to his will, he will answer your prayer. And his will is to provide for your daily bread. That's so important because that helps us with the doctrine of aseity, meaning God is fully self-sufficient. That we have to depend on him 
And he doesn't need to answer our prayer to be God. You ever heard this guy? God didn't answer my prayer. I don't believe in him. Big deal. That doesn't mean God doesn't exist. Who are you? You just made God exist, poof, because you said he wasn't there? That is crazy. That's how we think. We think we're selfish. You determine? No. God doesn't have to answer every one of your prayer. And thank God he doesn't. You ever hear that Gothbrook song? I thank God for answered prayer. I'm going way back on us, on us country fans. He had prayed. Let me give you the, the country song. He had prayed for, and I'm trying to remember, for this for a certain woman to be his wife, and it didn't get answered. But then it got, he didn't get answered, but then he met the right woman. And if that prayer got answered, he never would have met the woman he was supposed to meet. How many people prayed for a husband or wife that they wanted specifically? I did it growing up. I'll be like, God, I'll give up my huffy bike. If you make this girl my girlfriend, I'll give you my huffy bike. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> but that's what we pray, right? That's the only bothering thing I had at the time. But if God had answered my prayer, I would have never met Natalie. <laughs> but this goes in so many other directions, right? We pray, we pray for directions in our life that sometimes we shouldn't be going. And God doesn't answer them, but he does answer when we ask according to will, and he knows what we need before we even ask, and our Heavenly Father cares for us. You're in his hands. So look for that unanswered prayer because your father cares too much to you to give you everything you ask because some things aren't good for you and he will give you exactly what you need. Just trust in him. And finally, this is, has an intercessory tone, meaning our bread. It's important that we don't only focus on ourselves, but we pray for others to be provided for, for others to be cared for, for others to have food, for others to have shelter, to others to have the money they need to survive. Let's be a people who pray for each other. And also, sometimes you are the answered prayer. Sometimes people are praying for their daily bread, and the Holy Spirit is prompting you to give to them. A few weeks ago, I was driving um, from a job in Lexington, and as I was driving by, I saw this old beat-up car, with, with what looked like a single mom and her two kids pulling over, and she was looking under a hood, but you could tell she had no idea what she was doing. I had a schedule. I drove by. I got to the intersection. I'm saying, oh, man, do they need help? I'm too busy. i got to get to the bank by four. I took a left. I got so convicted. I growled in the car. Ugh! And I turned around, and I said, I hope they're not there when I get back. So I pulled around the corner, I took a right, and I'm saying, I hope they're not there because I'm so selfish and sinful, I can't take time to help people. And so I'm driving down, and they're still there. The only reason I tell you, because the cats are already out of the bag, I don't want to sound the trumpet. I cut my finger on the hood, and I had to put, we only have like Barbie Band-Aids in my house, so I always end up like Barbie Band-Aid on my finger. Someone asked me, and I had to tell. I got caught. And so I pull over, I'm like, does she need, you need help? And she's like, yeah, I can't, my hood keeps flying up on the highway. And now I know that happened to Natalie before, I know how that feels, that's dangerous when you're driving and the hood's flying up. But she had no idea how to fix it. 
I have no idea how to fix it. I said, I'm going to be there. We're going to go through it. I am not mechanically inclined when it comes to car, man. You guys know the story of oil and antifreeze. And so I get up to the hood, and I'm just trying. I'm saying, I hope my partner drives by to help. To make a long story short, we ended up rigging it up, tying Romex around it, you know, getting all set so it wouldn't fly up on the highway with her. But at the very end of the conversation, I said, you know, I did this as if you guys were my own family. And she said, I can't pay you, but God will. That's what she said to me. Sometimes you're the answered prayer. You know? The scriptures teach us don't pray that people are fed without being willing to give them something to eat. As you pray, say, God, give us this daily bread and compel me to do what I can to feed others. Compel me to do what I can to give shelter to others, to care for others, even to give financially to others. Sometimes you are the answered prayer, so listen to that, um, the Holy Spirit speaking to you and answer um, that call to care for others and to pray for others and to intercede for others. Amen? Restoration Road, let's be a people who trust our Father who loves us so immensely. Let's depend on Him. Let's cast away depending on ourselves and watch God answer our prayers and care for us like no one else could.